From the horse capital of the world, the great city of Lexington, Kentucky, welcome to Red Barn Radio. Wherever in the world you're listening, join us as we celebrate the music and artists of this Kentucky region. There's a picture that I carry Tonight, Red Barn Radio presents a concert performance with the duo of Andy Duckworth and Stephanie Jeter, Rose and Vine. Coming up on Red Barn Radio.
my friends are dying. It's bad news from Houston, half of my friends are dying. White red line is gonna steal away my mind. Red Barn Radio is brought to you with the financial support of Visit Lex, Lexington, Kentucky's Convention and Visitors Bureau. Planning to visit Lexington or just looking for more information, Visit Lex is on the web at visitlex.com. We're more than just bluegrass. Lex Arts, Lexington, Kentucky's Arts Council, creating a great American city inspired by the arts. We'd like to thank Chef Greg Scott and Broussard's Delta Kitchen for supplying food each week for our guests, artists, and volunteers. Located on Main Street in historic Georgetown, Kentucky, Broussard's Delta Kitchen features the authentic flavors of New Orleans and the Mississippi Delta and live music every weekend. You'll find more information on Broussard's on Facebook. Listen locally. Working in concert to encourage everyone to embrace any opportunity to listen locally and engage with each other in a variety of shared experiences, including music, theater, poetry, dialogue, and conversation. You can learn more about Listen Locally on Facebook, Instagram, and at listenlocally.net. The Griffin Gate Marriott Resort and Spa is Red Barn Radio's guest accommodation partner. Providing hotel accommodations for our musical guests, the Griffin Gate Marriott Resort and Spa is the ideal choice for your next visit to Lexington, Kentucky. AccuPrint provides printed programs each week for our audience members. For all your printing needs, AccuPrint is on the web at AccuPrint.us. Good evening, everyone, and welcome to Red Barn Radio. I'm Renee Collins. Red Barn Radio is now in our 17th broadcast season, and tonight is Red Barn Radio's 638th live concert performance. Tonight, we are so pleased to present the duo of Andy Duckworth and Stephanie Jeter, Rose and Vine. Drawing from the era of the Carter family, Hank Williams and the Stanley Brothers, Rose and Vine deliver a classic repertoire with lean instrumentation. Their sound is both timeless and modern. Please welcome Andy and Stephanie, Rose and Vine, to the Red Barn stage. Far away, a 
while she was out at play, lost in the woods. She couldn't hear a sound. She was our darling girl, the sweetest thing in all the world. We searched for her, but she couldn't be found. I heard the screams of our little girl far away. Every Red Barn Radio's Brad Becker. Welcome, Stephanie. Welcome, Andy. Thank you. Great to have you all here tonight. The sound is so lovely and peaceful. Thank you. And it seems like it must be difficult 
to do a duo. I mean, you guys are doing everything up there. It's harder in some ways and easier in others. You know, I've, I've been on this, this program before with, with groups as big as four or five or six, and, and kind of the pressure is dispersed a little bit. It's 50-50 up here. Probably Andy's carrying a little bit more than I am. <laughs> Rabbit in a log and ain't got no dog. How will I get him? I know. I'll get me a briar and I'll twist it in his hair. That's the way I'll get him. Just tuning in, our guests this evening on Red Barn Radio are Andy Duckworth and Stephanie Jeter. Hey, Andy, starting with you, I hardly know you. Where are you from? I'm from Cynthiana, Kentucky. Uh, I was born and raised there and lived there until I graduated high school. And then I moved up to Lexington here in Lexington, Kentucky, and started working in construction. Were you playing music as far uh, back as high school? Yeah, I was playing music, yeah. I mean, but not, not out or anything, so... I just kind of played, you know, in my, my living room type situation, so. <laughs> were you playing sort of older folk kinds of tunes on an acoustic, or were you thrashing away on a cheap electric guitar? Well, when I was a teenager, I played on a, you know, it started out with a cheap electric, and then, you know, and then I got a more expensive one, so. <laughs> that might be a little unfair, but, I mean, I'd always like Bob Dylan, 
that was kind of like a gateway to like all kinds of, you know, older music. Who turned you on to Bob Dylan? BMI had this, those like, you mail in a thing with how many CDs you want, and you buy them for like $3, and then they send you the, the new would... one from whoever artist, and they paid $40 for that one, <laughs> and they just keep sending them to you. But anyway, that, that's how I, I this... ordered one among a whole bunch of other <laughs> CDs, and I was like blown away. This will give us an idea of how old our audience members are. How many of you in the audience participated in some kind of a record club. Oh, wow. Oh, oh, wow. Yeah, there are a lot of folks here. Okay, good. The only way I got out of that was um, my mom ended up calling them and telling them I wasn't, like, 18 or anything. I was just like... <laughs> oh, my. I, I was, like, 16 years old. Well, they kept sending me stuff, and I, you know, it's like getting broke, you know? That was always the magic of that, right? They, they, they just kept coming. Yeah, uh, yeah it's no lunch money for me. You know? They're probably still mailing me CDs somewhere. <laughs> probably. Yeah. How do they do it? Just a few old memories slipped in through the door. Well, I thought I had closed it. So
Planted in your family and your upbringing. Uh, yeah, and, yeah. And your folk um, music seed. Yeah, just about all of my dad's side of the family is musical. A lot of them are here in the audience. My aunt Dot, she was uh, the the music director at Beaver Baptist Church, and my grandmother played piano for Beaver Baptist Church for 50 years or more. My yeah. uncle Harold, my great uncle Harold, played in a country band when he was, you know, coming up, I guess, or well, when he was an adult. My dad played guitar, and then my papa played guitar, you know, so naturally I wanted to play guitar, so <laughs> yeah. it's kind of how I got into it, and pl they play mostly, you know, old country stuff as well, mm. so that's, kinda, that's probably where that seed was from, you know. Yeah, it sounds, sounds reasonable. Yeah, other than <laughs> outside sources and stuff, you know, so. deep into it did you start uh, actually 
writing tunes of your own, or do you primarily sort of do tunes that pay tribute to some of the old greats? I mostly do traditional, you know, or older stuff. Um, I've written a little bit, but nothing I play out really. Yeah. Hmm. So. And do you have a taste for other kinds of music as well? And oh yeah, yeah, yeah. When I was growing up, I mean, I listened to a lot of uh, punk uh, metal and um, you know alternative rock, and and then uh, when I got a little bit older, like. My tw my early twenties, I started getting into like um, you know I was already into Bob Dylan, and then I started getting into Woody Guthrie and like Lead Belly and stuff like that, and then from there like branched off to all kinds of people. So yeah, it's endless once you go back there. Yeah, yeah. The redheaded stranger from Blue Rock, Montana, rode into town one day. Under his knees was a raging black stallion Walking behind was a bay The red-headed stranger had eyes like thunder His lips, they were sad and tight His little lost love lay asleep on the hillside And his heart was heavy as night Don't cross him don't boss him, he's wild in his sorrow Riding, hiding his pain Don't fight him, don't spite him Just wait till tomorrow Maybe he'll ride on again The yellow-haired lady leaned out of her window And watched as he passed her way back in fear at the sight of the stallion the cast greedy eyes on the bay how could she know that this dancing bay pony meant more to him than life but this was the horse that his little lost darling had ridden when she was his wife don't cross him don't boss him Wild in his sorrow, riding, hiding his pain. Don't fight him, don't spite him, just wait till tomorrow. Maybe he'll ride on again. The yellow haired lady went down to the tavern and looked up the stranger there. He bought her drink give her some money he just didn't seem to care she followed him out as he saddled his stallion and laughed as she grabbed at the bay he shot her so quick they had no time to warn her she never heard anyone say don't cross him don't boss him He's wild in his sorrow, riding, hiding his pain. Don't fight him, don't spite him, just wait till tomorrow. Maybe he'll ride on again. The yellow-haired lady was buried at sunset. The stranger went free, of course. 
beginning a man for killing a woman. Coming up, more Red Barn Radio with Rose and Vine, recorded live from the Performance Hall at Arts Place in Lexington, Kentucky. We're back with more from Rose and Vine after this break. This is Red Barn Radio. Pass your way. Stay out of the path of the next hour. Welcome back. Tonight, we're with Rose and Vine, recorded live from the Performance Hall at Arts Place in Lexington, Kentucky. This is Red Barn Radio. We'll never come true, making believe. Woody Guthrie and then um, some other guy, I can't remember his name right now, I think he was a school teacher, wrote the music for it. Woody Guthrie was, was going, he was like traveling through the country or whatever, the story goes. I don't know how true all this is, you never know with like folklore and stuff, but he was traveling through the country and um, <clears throat> he kept seeing, you know, these newspaper, newspapers and they were talking about a plane crash that happened in Los Gatos, and uh, it was a plane of deportees. They would say the names of the of the American pilots, but they wouldn't name any of the of the deportees. They just called them deportees. So he wrote this song, and it's pretty relevant today. Maybe more relevant today than it was back then. Oh 
snowboarder to pay all the wages to wade back again. My father's own father, he waded that river and took all the money he made in his life. My brothers and sisters come work in the fruit trees, they rode the big trucks till they lay down and die. outlaws like rustlers like these we've died on your hills and we've died on your deserts we've died in your valleys we've died on your plains we've died neath your trees and we've died in your bushes both sides of that river we died just the same the best way to grow our good fruit to fall like dry leaves to rot on my topsoil and be known by no name except deportee Jesus, see Maria, you won't have a name. 
Stephanie, what are you holding on to there? Well, I've got my auto harp here. Yeah? Yeah. Tell us about that. Well, this particular auto harp I had made for me um, by a man named George Worthy. If you know anything about auto harps, you might recognize that name. He made some pretty fine auto harps. He might still be up there in Pennsylvania making some. I'm not really sure, but um, he has an apprentice named Greg that has been copying his designs and, and making them the same way. So this is a pretty nice one I splurged on several years back. In general, sometimes I'd bring out an auto harp and people either don't know what it is or they call it a harpsichord. It's hard enough carrying a bass around, let alone taking a harpsichord with me everywhere I go. Or they say that they've got one in their attic or their grandmother played one. So people either have really strong, fond memories of the auto harp or it's just a brand new experience for them. So both of which are good. So would you consider yourself an auto harp geek? No. Um, okay, you don't have a whole bunch of them. No, I'm not an instrument collector. Once I get one I like, I stick with it. I have one bass, one guitar, one auto harp. Once um, you get one you yeah, like, yeah. that sort of suggests that you had another one before this one, yeah. right? Yeah, I might still have another one floating around. It's easy to be evangelical with auto harps in a way. You, you, they're so interesting that people are drawn to them, and there have been a lot of people that have wanted to learn how to play the auto harp from me they are intrigued by it and want one of their own so uh, I don't know how many people have bought an auto harp probably played it for a month and then never played it again but <laughs> so I usually keep one around for people to try out and see if they like it before they make a, a purchase are you lonesome tonight do you miss me I say are you sorry we drifted apart does your memories cling to that bright summer day when I kissed you and called you sweetheart Like the rose on the vine I am clinging to you as I did when we drifted apart I'm wishing you back to that little shack where I kissed you and called you sweetheart I've counted the nights, 
the woods that they're made of. We talk about woods all the time with our other instruments and yeah. are the woods in a, like a high-end auto harp like that pretty special? This one I picked out mostly because I had played a, a friend of mine. His name is Oscar Harris. He's down in southwest Virginia, one of my favorite auto harp players. But I pretty much just ordered whatever he had because I played his and really liked it. And I think the back is walnut and then mm. the front of it is redwood. I believe. I'm not great with my woods, but I believe that's that's what it is. And then the chord bars are also walnut. As far as auto harps that I've played, it's uh, got a really good sound, and it's very easy to play. There's, If you're not familiar with what they look like, there's a lot of buttons and kind of mechanics of an auto harp and springs and things like that on the inside. So the insides of this one feel really good and feel easy to play. Tell us where uh, where you grew up. I grew up in East Tennessee in a little town called Elizabethton. It's outside of Johnson City. It's in the, the hills and mountains. And I grew up in a little valley called Lynn Valley. Was this a teeny little high school that you went to? It wasn't too small. There were maybe 200 people in my graduating class. It was a fair amount. A good, strong music program in that school, which I'm really thankful for. I, would, I did all the, all the things, marching band and choir, and I have a lot to thank to all my band directors growing up in school because I started out playing the French horn and piano and things like that and really developed a love of music that with the French horn, with kind of band and orchestral music that followed me throughout college. And I played in an orchestra uh, for several years, right until I moved here to Kentucky. And I have promptly forgotten my French horn. And, you know, it's still at my house in the case. And I don't pull it out, but maybe a couple of times a year to, to grease my valves and keep it working. But I had a, a different start than Andy did. I just very structured practices and rehearsals and things like that and um, it took me a long time and I'm still kind of working on just loosening up with with folk music because when I first started playing it I was like where's the music where are the things on the page that tell me what to do but that's been the part about playing folk music and old time that I just love it's so freeing and and I can just have fun. Miracles appear in the strangest of places. Fancy meeting you here. The last time I saw you was just out of Houston. Sit down, let me buy you a beer. Your presence is welcome with me and my friend here this is a hangout of mine I come here quite often and listen to music we're taking of yesterday's wine yesterday's wine 
travel I bet you've seen things in your time So sit down beside me and tell me your story If you think you'll like yesterday's wine Yesterday's wine going to college down there at ETSU? I did. I went to a little school called Milligan College. It wasn't too far away from, from my hometown and went there and studied biology. And this was what college? Milligan College. Oh, Milligan. Milligan. I, you know, I thought you went to ETSU. Well, I went there for grad school. Okay. After I got my degree from Milligan and realized there wasn't much you could do with just a biology degree, um, moved to New York City for a few years and then came back and went to physical therapy school down there at East Tennessee State University. And it was there that I joined the East Tennessee State University Bluegrass Old Time and Country Music Program. It's a very long name when you, when you say it all together like that. I showed up there with my auto harp and uh, Raymond McLean put me in an old time band when he was the director of the program down there. So have a lot to, to credit Raymond for, for putting me in an old time band, because I wouldn't, I wouldn't be here today if he hadn't done that. Well, the way this timeline goes, it almost sounds like you were exposed to old time music in New York. Is that the case? I wasn't exposed to old time in New York, but I learned to appreciate my roots being so far from home. Mm. I was up there in a very eclectic environment where I was living in a, in a building with people from all over the world. And so many of my friends and, and people up there that I was around did something from their, their country. Mm. I was really inspired by all these people I was surrounded by. 
and they were kind of like, well, what, what do you have? You know, when we were uh. sharing cultures and sharing talents and I didn't really have anything that was specific to my culture. I had clogged when I was younger and been a part of a clogging team. And that was kind of all I had. So I started started listening to some more country music and some bluegrass and got an auto harp after being inspired by, by listening to some, some music that had an auto harp in it. So I took it from there, you know, it just kind of when you're on a path to, to learning a new music, you'll listen to one artist and then you'll kind of verge off that path and find somebody else and then you just go down this long and windy road where you're discovering different musicians and some people are doing the same songs and some people are doing different ones and made me want to be a, a part of a larger group of people that were playing the same kind of music. We were waltzing that night in Kentucky Beneath the beautiful harvest moon And I was the boy that was lucky But it all like to thank Rosenvine for being with us this evening. Thanks to our volunteers for their help with our production each week. We give a very special thanks to Becky Alfrey for her work with our social media. Thank you all for listening to our webcast, watching us on Facebook Live, and those listening to us on the Red Barn Network of Stations. We thank again the members of our studio audience for supporting the mission of Red Barn Radio, which strives to present, promote, and preserve the rich musical tradition of this region and share this treasure with the world. Red Barn Radio comes to you from our home, the Performance Hall at Arts Place in downtown Lexington, Kentucky. Our website has updates and further information on our guests and on our program. We're on the web at redbarnradio.com. Tickets for Red Barn Radio are now available 
on the web at eventbrite.com Lexington. Once again, please welcome for an encore, Rose and Vine. Redborn Radio would like to thank Andy and Stephanie, Rose and Vine, for being with us tonight. We'd like to thank Chef Greg Scott and Broussard's Delta Kitchen for supplying food each week for our guests, artists, and volunteers. Located on Main Street in historic Georgetown, Kentucky, Broussard's Delta Kitchen features the authentic flavors of New Orleans and the Mississippi Delta and live music every weekend. You'll find more information on Broussard's on Facebook. Listen locally. Working in concert to encourage everyone to embrace any opportunity to listen locally and engage with each other in a variety of shared experiences, including music, theater, poetry, dialogue, and conversation. You can learn more about Listen Locally on Facebook, Instagram, and at listenlocally.net. The Griffin Gate Marriott Resort and Spa is Red Barn Radio's guest accommodation partner, providing hotel accommodations for our musical guests. The Griffin Gate Marriott Resort and Spa is the ideal choice for your next visit to Lexington, Kentucky. AccuPrint provides printed programs each week for our audience members. For all your printing needs, 
AccuPrint is on the web at AccuPrint.us. Red Barn Radio's executive producer is Ed Commons, who also directs our show. Red Barn Radio's line producer and booking manager is Warren Cobb. We also thank our volunteers. Like us on Facebook? Follow us on Twitter. You can attend a Red Barn Radio concert in person. You'll find performance dates and times at redbarnradio.com. The Red Barn Radio playout theme, Wookie Foot, was taken from a live performance of the Wooks here on Red Barn Radio. For more information on the band, they're on the web at wookoutamerica.com. Thanks so much for listening. We'll be here again on this station next week at this same time as we celebrate the music and artists of this Kentucky region. I'm the voice of Red Barn Radio, Tom Brown. Red Barn Radio is brought to you with the financial support of Visit Lex, Lexington, Kentucky's Convention and Visitors Bureau. Planning to visit Lexington or just looking for more information, Visit Lex is on the web at visitlex.com. We're more than just bluegrass. Lex Arts, Lexington, Kentucky's Arts Council, creating a great American city inspired by the arts. Red Barn Radio is a production of Red Barn Radio, LLC. Okay.